Thank you for joining me today. This past week we had some really exciting events take place around the world. And as a result of that, we're going to stop our little series on questions and answers that we had scheduled for the month of May because I think this story is so important in terms of Bible prophecy. Some people have called it heart-stopping, and others have said it's, it's a high alert. And I say it's just what the Bible said would be in the last days. And so we want to look at the aspect of, of war in the Middle East. I'm sure there's not a single person on planet Earth that's not aware of the events that are taking place right now, even as we speak, going on in Israel, Jerusalem, and the Temple Mount. But remember, this is what the Bible said. In 2 Timothy chapter 3, it's a verse that we've used several times that says this, This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. And we are certainly living in perilous times. Look at the events that are taking place all around the world, how they're all converging together. But this is not the only verse. The Bible shows God's plan. Notice this one in Joel chapter 3, verse 2. He says, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat and will plead with them there for my people, that's for Israel, and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations and parted my land. Notice the land belongs to God. And he sees the nations greedily coming to divide the land. We're watching that take place. Or how about Zechariah chapter 12, verse 3? And in, the, in that day, I will make Jerusalem a burdensome stone for all people. Notice this. It's Israel. It's the people of Israel. And it's Jerusalem as well. All that burden themselves with it shall be cut in pieces, though all the people of the earth be gathered together against it. We're watching that gathering taking place. It has to be exciting when we know the Bible. And then Zechariah chapter 14, verse 2. One of my favorite scriptures because it's so clear. It's hard to argue against this, but it says this. For I will gather all nations against Jerusalem to battle. We're watching that very scenario take place. These are a few of the verses, but let me tell you that there's many, many more. And here are dozens of verses that we listed. All I'm saying, the nations, all the nations coming together against Israel. I really believe we're watching the Bible play out. Now, as we look at these events and as we read these scriptures, I think there's something that's really a key to helping us to understand God's whole plan. And Israel is certainly the key to the time frame. But notice our clock. You see, Israel is the hour hand. Jerusalem is the minute hand. And the Temple Mount is the second hand. Because you see, the Bible indicates in Revelation chapter 13 and other passages that the Antichrist and Satan will have their big moment, their big hour, when they take over on the Temple Mount, when they stop worshiping of God, and they set up an image of themselves to be worshiped. We've talked about it on several programs, but you see how important it is because that is a, a pivotal point. And what I find interesting today is that really we're watching all these things take place. Oh yes, we've seen Israel, the, the center of attention of many conflicts. And now we're watching it come to Jerusalem. But notice this, May the 10th, fire erupts on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. This is one of the few times in Israel's modern history when the war has actually been brought to the Temple Mount, when there's been gunfire on the Temple Mount. You know what? I have friends in Israel. And some of them have actually recorded some of the, the pictures of firing weapons being shot and fired on the Temple Mount. This is exactly what the Bible said would be for the last days. This is why I say it's high alert. This is why I say it's heart stopping. Because you see, the Bible predicted that this would take place. And you and I are watching it take place. 
I really believe we're living in the last days. It would be hard for anyone who would look at the scripture and see what's taking place to say this, that the coming of Christ is not drawing near. I think it's very soon. Now let's take a look at some of the nations because the Bible says in Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39 that there would be nations that would come against Israel. So notice on our map, this is little Israel right here. And it's gathered all around it. You see the nations that the Bible lists will come against them. The Bible says, Matthew chapter 24, let me just read to you a verse because while we've looked at it on other occasions, I want to put it in its setting. Here's what he says. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There shall be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. These are the beginning of sorrows. He said these things will be coming as we begin that tribulation period of time. My friend, before the tribulation ever begins, before the Antichrist ever begins his devilish work, Christ will come for the church. And so when we see these nations, notice them, Russia, Arash, Persia, and Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, Gomer, Germany, and Turkey, all these nations the Bible mentions will be enemies of Israel in the last days. And so as we look at the map that shows these nations all focusing on Israel, let's go to another story that I think you really enjoy. I want you to watch an excerpt from the video from Ray Comfort. He's titled it Armageddon, America in the Last Days. And for sure it centers on Jerusalem. And notice if you go at the bottom left the names of the armies that have prepared their armies in ready condition for times such as now. And at the same time, let's be reminded of this, the U.S. is trying to defund its military. We're, we're trying to do less in terms of, of our strongholds. It really brings a question to your mind, doesn't it? But let's watch now as we see an excerpt from this important video by Ray Comfort. Every serious scholar of the Bible is watching the nations as they rise against each other. And they are particularly watching Jerusalem because the Bible says that Jerusalem would become a burdensome stone to all nations. Do you see what I mean? The Bible is right on schedule. Is it incredible to see all these nations named one by one in the ancient prophet Ezekiel 38 and 39 preparing their armies for the invasion of Israel and Jerusalem? And today the headlines were not only Israel, but also Jerusalem. 
And so as we come to this, I want you to notice something else. While these armies of the world are getting ready, Israel is under attack. Matter of fact, 4,000 rockets have been fired into Israel. Let me just show you a map. This is Gaza. That shows you the, the, the fan of rockets that were, that were blasted toward, toward Israel. Hey, <clears throat> shouldn't they be allowed to fire back? Can you imagine if one of our countries that were a neighbor to us, let's say Canada, let's say they, they, they even shot 10 rockets, I think we'd fire back. Can you imagine 100 rockets, let, let alone 4,000 rockets? This is unbelievable. And so why should Israel restrain itself? Why can't they defend themselves? Well, now, take a look at what Israel's defense system is. Israel has something called the Iron Dome. This defense system it intercepts rockets fired by Hamas. Matter of fact, the Iron Dome has intercepted 85 to 90% of all the rockets fired at Israel. Think about the fact that 4,000 rockets have come. Some of them were duds. They, they fell right back into Gaza itself. But can you imagine that incredible number of rockets being fired from just a few miles away? Do you see why it's important for Israel to be able to defend itself? Do you see why... Uh, when people blame Israel for, for fighting against the Palestinians or against Hamas, do you understand it's important for them to do so? Because 4,000 rockets, that's incredible. Now, the story continues because you see not only is there the Iron Dome, but as day by day the, the rocket barrage continued, I found it interesting to look at a letter from Israel's Prime Minister Netanyahu. And here's what he said. He said, we the people of Israel owe you He's writing to Hamas, we owe you a huge debt of gratitude. I, I was thinking, what in the world do they owe Hamas a, a debt of gratitude? He said this, you have succeeded where we have failed because never before in the history of the modern state of Israel has the Jewish people been so united like one person with one heart. And he talks about the fact that everyone in Israel, left to right, secular and religious, is united in the knowledge of knowing that accommodating the enemy, the sworn to genocide our people, we've got to stop them. And so, when he announced that, it was something because, you see, he also began to say this, that there would be a re an attack from Israel on Gaza. And as this Hamas continued to, to launch rockets, even when they said, okay, you got to stop, you got to stop, finally they came to a time and said, you know what, in the next 24 hours, we're going to launch uh, a war, a foot war uh, against you. And this foot war will be incredible because we'll take in tanks, we'll take in soldiers. You know what, folks? I really thought that this was going to be an incredible time because I could only imagine how many Israeli soldiers would be killed as well as how many uh, people from Gaza would be killed, how many Palestinians would be killed. Who wants to see that kind of bloodshed? We're talking about things that occurred just now. And so, breaking news. Because you see, Hamas fell for it. I fell for it. I've got, to, I've got to admit, when I saw that article by, by Netanyahu, I really thought Israel was going to do a ground war. And so what turns out is that that was a fake news story. Hamas fell for it. Matter of fact, they fell for it so bad that they began to go back and they began to hide in the tunnels that they, that they have developed. You see, in Gaza, they have a network of tunnels. And these tunnels are used where people can hide. These tunnels are used for the headquarters of Hamas. And that's why Hamas always blames Israel for shooting a school or shooting a hospital. Because sometimes they put 
these these headquarters in the basements of schools and the basement of hospitals. But in the last several days, when Netanyahu said, okay, we're going to launch a ground war, a foot war as they call it, well, not only did I fall for it, but Hamas fell for it. And they began to pack their, their, their key intelligence people, their leaders, into these tunnels so that they would be safe. Matter of fact, they thought the civilians of, of Gaza would take the brunt of the, the foot war from Israel. And so in that time period, now Israel would come with 200 fighter jets, 800 tons of explosive. Hundreds of Hamas leaders would hide in these tunnels. And you know what would happen? Israel knew exactly where the tunnel entrances were, where the exits were, and they knew how to bomb and, and destroy every one of the tunnels with hundreds of Hamas leaders in them. What a clever plan. I mean, I, I look at it, when, when I fell for it, I, I saw when, when Hamas fell for it, I thought, what an ingenious plan. It reminded me of the Old Testament story where Israel one time went against a city. And as they were defeated, the next day they came back to the city again. And the soldiers of the city ran out and began to chase the soldiers. And, and around the sides of the city now came another part of the Israeli army. And they captured the city. And an ingenious plan based on fake news. Now, let me show you another thing that I think is so important. Because some of you know I've been to Israel a number of times, over 60. And uh, a good friend of mine, Paul Komorowski, is our guide on many of these trips. And so just this morning, in the last few hours, he and I have spoken by phone, and he's, he's texted me this. He says, hello, Rob. Thanks for your concern. I, I talked to him because, you see, he and his family have been spending nights in the bomb shelters. You can imagine the terror that, the, that family by family has as 4,000 missiles come. And he says, without any provocation from our side, Hamas launched a rocket attack on Israel last Friday. First, by launching rockets to the Jerusalem area, followed by several rockets to various places in the south of Israel, by now more than 4,000 rockets. Thank the Lord, we have only six casualties. Gaza had a maze of underground tunnels, which served them for hiding, moving around undetected, storage of weapons, including rockets and, and armaments. Large basements were dug under schools, hospitals, and apartment buildings. Last night, Israel published fake news. That is ready. That it's ready to launch a full-scale attack on the ground. So hundreds of Hamas leaders and people went hiding in the tunnels. Easy prey for the Israeli armed forces. No numbers were published by Hamas for how many were buried in the tunnels. We have no pleasure in killing them, but we have to defend ourselves. What an ingenious plan! And so here's what I'm telling you. I'm telling you that the Bible said in the last days wars will come. And we're watching it take place. The Bible says in the last days, armies, all the armies of the world are going to gather against Israel. That's taking place exactly as we talk. The Bible talks about how that there will be attacks on not only Israel, but Jerusalem. And not only Jerusalem, but on the Temple Mount. We've watched that with our own eyes in the last few days. All this is taking place in the Middle East. What about the rest of the world? Well, isn't it interesting that while all this is happening around the world, America's unraveling. Look at the headlines just uh, less than a week ago. The pipeline paid hackers nearly $5 million in ransom. And according to Bloomberg News, it said this, Joe Biden, when he was briefed on the company's ransom payment, the president paused and then said, I have no comment on that. It's unbelievable that we would pay a ransom to hackers, to, to people that, that are, are trying to stop the flow of oil. Watch the toll that it will take, not just on traveling in the U.S., 
not just on gas prices, but even the production of, of factories and, and the production of, of plants producing items. America is unraveling. Or how about this? The dollar hovers near a 10-week low as inflation expectations skyrocket. Again, less than a week ago, the feds will let inflation run hot until 2023, says Greg Anderson, global head of the foreign exchange strategy at the BMO Capital Markets. We're watching unbelievable inflation. Matter of fact, food prices went up more in the last month than they have in any month in the last eight years. Think about this. You see, the stimulus check that we got, it's going to be eaten up with gas prices and food prices. It's almost a joke what is taking place. We're watching America crumble. Some states are cutting unemployment payments to push people back to work. The last job report was 750,000 jobs unanswered. There were supposed to be a, a million new jobs. About a quarter of that came true. You see, people are saying, if we got stimulus money, if we're pumping money into the economy, fake money into the economy, why go back to work? America's unraveling. And gas prices, they're expected to, to rise even higher this summer. It, it's unbelievable. Difficult to pin the exact amount prices may rise to. Folks, America's in trouble. COVID-19, I don't know about you. Recently, I, I traveled out of the country. It was, it was almost a circus in some places as people tell you to wear a mask, people tell you not to wear a mask. Well, listen, millions of students they're trying to catch up academically. They've, they've taken some of them a whole year off, some a year and a half off. College admissions, unbelievable. You can get into some of these colleges now without submitting a single standardized testing score. Or how about this story from, from March? Teachers jumped in the vaccine lines and they still refused to go back to work. America's education system is reeling and rocking. It's failing tremendously. But you see, while all this is taking place, the devil and the Antichrist delight in the chaos and confusion. Do, do you see the scenario that we're looking at? It's really unbelievable. Think about this. The Bible says, in the last days, perilous times will come. We're living in those perilous times. For some, it's been the pandemic. For others, it's been the, the lack of a job. Now, we're watching war. War break out in the Middle East, exactly as the Bible said, that nations would come against Israel. My friend, as Israel retaliates, as Israel fights back, you watch the world turn against Israel. Because you see, they don't realize 4,000 rockets were shot into their country. Then they retaliated to stop the rocket barrage, to stop so their citizens didn't have to sleep in bomb shelters. But sooner or later, the people will blame Israel for their attack to defend themselves. And that's exactly the scenario the Bible said would take place. You see, isn't it interesting that in the last days, America is not mentioned in the Bible? You want to know why? I think we collapse. I think the collapse is beginning. We're watching our country go down. Our military has gone down. Our economics has gone down. Our education has gone down. Even our jobs are at an all-time mixed-up level. My friend, the devil, the Antichrist, they want chaos and confusion because that gives them a reason to take over. It gives them a reason to, to put a fear factor so that we do exactly what they say. I'm so glad for Christians who are gone before the Antichrist can be revealed. But here's my question for you today. Are you ready? As you look around, there's no one that will deny that we're not seeing God's plan for the last days 
being put before us on the stage of the earth. Your personal savior, do you have one? You see, what's your hope? I'm finding people are, are really in two camps. I find people that say, well, I, I'm not such a bad sinner. Well, if you want to know how bad a sinner you really are, you look at the cross. And then I see people and they say, you know what, my, my sin is so horrible. I've done so many things bad. Can God ever forgive me? You know what I say to them? I give them the same answer. Look at the cross. You see, on the cross, the horrible, brutal death of Jesus for my sin, that shows me how bad my sin is to God. And if you think you haven't sinned much, well, again, I remind you how horrible the death of Christ was. Not just the physical suffering, but as well the, the mental torment that he went through as he separated himself from God. The spiritual torment that he went through. As a man who knew no sin, had my sin, your sin, the sin of all the world placed on him. So I ask today, are you ready? I don't care if you're a so-called big sinner or if you're a so-called little sinner. The solution's the same. There must be atonement made for your sins. Before a holy God, how will you answer? He's warned you. It would be like the people of Noah's day saying, well, we didn't know it was going to rain. We didn't know it was going to flood. No, for 120 years, Noah preached to them that judgment was coming. The door of the ark was open. They could have gone in. But they put it off. Today, my friend, are, are you putting it off? And so here is Jesus, who had no sin. He took my sin. He became the substitute for me. He became the substitute for you. And no matter how much sin you have, Jesus paid for it all on the cross. And no matter how little sin you have, you're still offensive to God, and you must come to Jesus. And so today, I want you to understand that, first of all, you must admit that you're a sinner. You're short of God's standard. We all are. All of sin that comes short of the glory of God. Number two, to acknowledge that when Jesus died on the cross, he didn't die for his sins. He shed his blood. He died. He rose again to put away my sin and your sin. And the third thing is to receive him, to accept him by faith that he is the Savior of the world, your personal Savior. My friend, today, would you accept him? Because if so, you're ready. And then when you see the headlines that some people call our heart-stopping, or when they say it's high alert, you know this. Yes, it's high alert for the coming of Jesus because that's exactly what the Bible said would take place in the latter days. We're living in the latter days. Are you ready if Christ comes today? Father, we come to you. And these are exciting events. Not exciting because we see people being, being killed by, by missiles and bombs and, and, and rockets. But Father, exciting because we know that the plan of God as you've outlined in the Holy Bible, is coming to pass exactly as you said. Father, we've looked at the Antichrist in other studies. We've looked at the economy in other studies. And Father, now we're looking at Israel, Jerusalem, and the Temple Mount. And Father, it's just what you said. Father, I pray today, as we look at this, that you will speak to our hearts, our minds, our conscience, and that people today will repent of their sin and turn to Christ and receive him as their personal Savior, even today. Thank you for the Bible. Thank you for our Savior, Jesus Christ. In his name we pray. Amen.